Hey guys, this episode of the Command Edit Podcast is brought to you by Screenlight. Screenlight simplifies the review and approval process for video editors. Upload your video, share it privately to the client, and receive frame-accurate feedback in a simple, user-friendly environment. Head on over to screenlight.tv slash commandedit to get your free 1GIG account. Alright, so I think we're ready to go. Alright. Ah, it feels like such a long time since we've done this. It, it has. Can, can, you know, I'm so bad with it, can we just start from here? Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think this is just the preamble. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's been two or three weeks since we... We got together and recorded, right? Yeah, we've been you've been away on vacation, and I've been work I've been away on workcation. Yeah, you sound like I've been doing nothing, and then you've been uh, <laughs> hard at work. Well, that's not that's not the case. <laughs> uh, actually, that 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 definitely is the case. <laughs> well, what? Uh, oh, our listeners don't know what's going on. Oh, by the way, welcome to the Command Edit Podcast. Hey, hey, yeah, we're doing a podcast here. That's what that's what we're here to do. Uh, I am Nick, and I am Josh. We are the hosts of Command Edit Podcast. And you are here to listen to us tell you about uh, more about uh, the editor's lifestyle, how to improve your uh, editor's your editing career, both at the desk and away. So some tips on uh, improving your uh, workflow and marketing yourself, getting some more jobs, dealing with those uh, troublesome, pesky customers, and also how to balance that out with a healthy lifestyle as well. So Yeah. Become a better editor and a better person just by listening to us. Exactly. Doesn't that sound like a good deal? Yeah, I think so. That sounds like a great Uh, deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So what are we going to talk about today? Well, today, my good man, uh, we're going to be talking about how, how does one prepare the work environment, your editing cavern, if you will, as I like to call it. Not really. I've never called it that before, but I will now. So how how do you actually set up your environment for your office for for editing? Because some people have a specific way of how you know their desk layout goes, whether they listen to music or not as they work. Uh, you know, do you always have to have a coffee before you sit down? You know, do you light some candles and set the mood? What do you do? So uh, well, yeah, we're going to be talking about what uh, each Josh and I do, and what uh, what kind of works, what doesn't. Uh, spoiler alert, I have never used the candles, but I do have a candle sitting on my desk that I've never lit. <laughs> Maybe, go ahead, that, that should be lit, that should be the Command Edit Podcast candle. we got to set <laughs> right, the mood Every for episode I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll light it and uh, we'll slowly uh, burn it down. Maybe we'll do something at the end. By the way, don't, don't uh, remind me, if you can, Josh, to, uh, to address the oh-so-important question of that, that topic also. Uh, to wear pants or to not? Okay, I got. It. I'm gonna I'm gonna jot that down. Yeah, <laughs> hint. I'm not wearing any right now. <laughs> uh, but uh, first, we're gonna be talking about a couple of other things uh, we would like to. Uh, well, let's do a shameless plug really quickly, because it's been a couple weeks since we recorded. We've got some new episodes coming out, and they've been received very well. So first of all, shameless plug for the podcast itself. Uh, thank you guys very much for those who have subscribed and who have listened and given us feedback and are enjoying the episodes so far. Uh, this podcast really wouldn't be made without you. 
uh, it really does uh, it do really does help us a great deal to hear from you uh, and uh, over Twitter over email. So we really do appreciate it and helping us to get the word out by uh, posting some links to our episodes. So thank you. That's right. I love all the comments and the interactions that I've been getting that we've been getting uh, on our Twitter account at Command Edit and uh, over at my handle at edit video faster um you know everybody uh jacqueline rogers michael cardelio rachel bogan um the our, our buddy premier bro uh, aaron <laughs> williams uh so you guys and everybody else that's following us and downloading and sharing you guys rock absolutely and uh a, sp a special shout out to a jesse averna uh we will get you to follow us sooner or later uh, we do, if you're listening to this, great. If not, uh, if you are, then you should be following us on Twitter as well. But uh, for those uh, for those of you who don't know, Jesse Averna, uh, aka uh, his uh, Twitter handle is at droid uh, dr zero id, uh, and he's also the uh, what would you call him the the manager of the of he's post the, chat. The, the, I believe he's the founder of post chat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you, and if you don't know what post chat is, oh man, where have you been? Uh, get on, jump on the Twitter and uh, and uh, start following the hashtag post chat because throughout the week there are people who use the post chat hashtag to uh, give each other you know, people post questions and tips as well on how to uh, improve your uh, post production workflow. Uh, people you can ask questions and other editors will chime in and give you some advice. And uh, weekly, I, I'm actually not sure what time of the week. I, I always uh, seem to miss is, it. It is Wednesday nights at nine o'clock Eastern. That is post chat most weeks. I think recently it's been a little messed up. Uh, Jesse, he just recently moved out to L.A., so I think uh, he's been uh, dealing with, with the move and everything. So, wow. But uh, by the time this comes out, I believe it should be back to normal. Very cool. Well, as soon as he gets settled in, he should uh, get post-chat up and running again and uh, follow us. That's right. Jesse, we just spent about three minutes on you, so uh, come on. Give us a follow, man. Yeah, play some catch-up. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, there's that, and uh, before and uh, just a little bit of a teaser. There's one topic I'd really like to talk about before we get into the meat of this episode. Um, oh, we we didn't do our shameless plug to really to talk about what's been going on. I guess yeah, there's there's a little bit that's, a little bit that's been going on. But what have you been doing the past couple weeks? Um, so I've been on vacation in Nantucket for the past week, and it's been upper 60s and sunny. And then I got home, and it's rained every day for the past, you know, four days. Of uh, course. Yeah, so, but I, I'm out of vacation mode, and now we're recording. I already got my post ready for tomorrow, uh, which is the conclusion of Over the Editor's Shoulder, which I've been working on for the past about month. Um, that's just following my progress every day through a freelance project. Fantastic. So, uh, and good for you. Good on you for keeping up with that. Uh, I know that the last episode that we recorded, I, I said that uh, I was going into production on a film uh, called Bed of the Dead that I was going to be covering. Usually I do uh, a daily blog and I uh, said this time I was going to step it up and do uh, I was going to do a Periscope every day, actually. Uh, unfortunately, from where we were, I was A, uh, having signal issues. B, my editing station was directly next to the set so uh they were either busy with construction during the day or uh they were actively filming so it's not something i could really periscope i couldn't really talk you know is there i had to be silenced a lot uh and on top of that i was having some phone issues <laughs> hint don't drop your phone <laughs> 
bad things can happen to it, and it can sometimes not perform as well after you've dropped it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I have knocked on wood. I've never broken a cell phone. Oh, uh, I usually I have good luck with it. What kind of phone do you have? Uh, iPhone five. See, same so, here, same here. And yep, running two and a half years strong. Yeah. I've got mine here, and actually, I remember when I got it, I got the otter case, so I had it all decked out, and I ditched the otter case about a week after because it was too bulky, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to roll the dice, and uh, I would prefer, I've, I've dropped it a couple times, and it gets some scrapes, some dents, and I thought, that's fine, I don't care. It never really damages it uh, until one fateful drop, and uh, now it's now it's in the otter case, but the otter case is kind of literally holding it together. Uh. So there we go. Uh, my my uh, Motorola Razor, uh, it was scotch. Oh. The back was scotch taped on because it would not stay. Um, but I didn't break it. It just it just you know got old and yeah, that was a good phone though. I love the Razor. I was one of the first ones to have it. I th- I really think you know what if Motorola is Motorola even around nowadays? I think they are. If they came out, because yeah. it's a popular thing that I'm hearing lately. People who are sick of smartphones. Just wanted to say, you know what? I want to go back to the age before smartphones. And a lot of I've heard a number of people say, I just want a razor again. You, you know, uh, when I was in Japan um, back in November, uh, I would just imagine that every single person would have an iPhone or two. Um, but that wasn't the case. Um, at least they didn't have them out. Um, you know, when when you're on the the subway system, uh, you know, people are playing on their phones and maybe. I don't know, 10 to 15 percent were had iPhones, and maybe about half of people still had flip phones. <laughs> Man, I, I think that uh, especially with the, the people who are fed up with smartphones and also the hipster crowd would probably go gaga over uh, if, if Motorola just were to uh, release a new non-smartphone razor, the new razor, a dull razor, if you will. <laughs> Uh, oh well, razors—that is something that that you don't really like with your beard. With my beard, yeah. With other I areas, guess. yes. <laughs> All right, let, too let's much information. To our topic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, there's uh, there's one thing that I do want to talk about that everyone's been talking about. Everyone's been—it's been a top, hot topic of conversation for the past two weeks, and it's also led into a small mini project of mine, and that's the Supergirl trailer that was released to some mixed uh, reception. So that trailer came out. People have been looking forward to a a superhero uh, story, either TV series or movie, that features a feminine hero, a female hero for once. And a lot of people were looking forward to Supergirl being the one that heralded this new era you know, of, uh, of, of having a strong franchise. Uh, with a, a you know behind a female hero for once, um, and uh, so it came out, and I can talk about what uh, what my thoughts were about it. But uh, you you said you saw a small glimpse, Josh. Uh, I did. I, I I did watch the trailer um, because we we said we would talk about it, and I don't really know Superman and the whole DC versus Marvel thing that well. You know, I've seen you know most of the movies, but like I just I just don't know you know it really in depth to uh to have a good grasp of what is going on here and what's the big deal about supergirl 
why i'm not a big comic book fan either so my opinion wasn't formed on thoughts of like oh well this is how this is how the comic went so it should feature this although i did hear a number of friends of mine who did follow the story who said you know oh the series it's not following that at all i don't care if it doesn't follow the comic book story it still just has to be a good good story right like uh walking dead yeah 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 um so yeah this the six minute trailer i'm using air quotes because it was a six minute video that came out uh that uh, showed basically it was a third of the first episode it's it was most of the first episode it gave a lot away is it a 30 minute uh show it is okay. so, so far as i know i could be wrong but a, uh, a lot of comments that were made it it looks like uh uh devil wears prada meets comic book hero because it uh it immediately dashed a whole lot of dreams of 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 uh comic book lovers out there because uh, it starts off very epically with okay we're on krypton and there's kara who's going to be uh stuffed into this pod and shot out into space just before krypton blows up and it's the continuing story of another kryptonian superhero big epic music build up and then it cuts to whatever city she's in but it, it it cuts to you know she's walking down the street you know trying to uh in her high heels she has an office job and she's juggling a phone talking with you know her boss and trying to reschedule meetings while holding a coffee a latte and trying not to spill it on her like oh oh my god i'm gonna be late for work and you know she gets to work and she's talking about oh boy troubles i have a date tonight i don't know what to wear and, yeah. so pretty stereotypical Oh, unfortunately, stereotypical, um, which uh, and a lot of people uh, drew comparisons to there was an SNL parody a number of weeks ago of the uh, an SNL parody video of a Black Widow tr uh, movie where it was very similar. And a lot of people it's surprisingly similar uh, where it does start off very similarly where. Uh, you know, very epic start. And like, this is the story of Black Widow. And then cuts to her, Black Widow, having a day job, rushing down the street, high heels, juggling a latte, and getting to work. And her boss reams her out. And she's very shy. But like, oh, no, his boss is yelling at me again. She has boy problems and blah, blah, blah. And it's very funny. But anyways, the reason I do bring this up is as soon as I saw this, I immediately thought this needs to be this deserves to be uh, to be chopped up. This is a fan edit waiting to happen. And so I, uh, last night, started cutting my own version of the Supergirl trailer. Because, first of all, they released a six-minute trailer. There's a lot that can be cut right out of there. And there's got to be a way to reshape this into something awesome. So that's a mini-project of mine that I've started now. And... Should just uh, I'm just going to spend a couple days on that maybe, and then spit it out and see what people think of it. See if that fixes the problem. Okay, just solve all of CBS's problems. Exactly. Maybe then they'll call me. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Uh, cool. But uh, if you guys have a thought on uh, the Supergirl trailer and you think that it can be saved via a fan edit, uh, I know that there are, there are other fan edits out there right now currently. I'd like to toss mine into the mix. So. A quick search on YouTube and you can find a few. So maybe if you do find one that's worthy, send it our way. Cool. Um, so send up our work environments, our, our, our main topic for today. Um, so you recently 
rearranged. I have recently rearranged and I moved offices at, at work work. So uh, I think we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, that was not planned either, by the way. Uh, but I do tend to switch things up a lot. I do, you know, the arrangement of my office, of the room itself, I do tend to every few months get bored and just say, yep, let's try something else and move everything out, clean, and then reposition everything. So, uh, yeah. I am the exact opposite in that I like to set it up once and just know where everything is and never move it again. Ah, uh, Josh, we're continuing the the sitcom that is our life. <laughs> Two perfect strangers, they're both editors, but they're completely different. Da 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 da. Or a better version of an opening theme song. <laughs> so, what's the arrangement that you have right now? How do you? Is okay. there is there a particular way that you have to have things set up? All right, so I have two different offices. Uh, I have my home office, uh, which I'm in right now, and I have a typical large desk uh, with my iMac on it, and I have a space set up for my uh, MacBook Pro, and I have uh, space for my external hard drives, cup with some pen and pencils, uh, and... Since I've been lazy recently, I have papers all over it that I need to file. So mm. that's my home office. Uh, and also above my desk, I have uh, this floating shelf that I'm scared is going to fall on my computer because <laughs> I because I installed it. Uh, and on the shelf, I have a TV and uh, oh, Apple TV. Oh, boy. Yeah. So at, a, at any point in time, I should really be screen capping my view of, of, of you on Skype because someday that's going to fall. Yeah, I'm pretty certain. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Let's park my desk right underneath that. Yeah. Uh, and then at my office, uh, so my, my little edit cave over there, I share it with my assistant editor. So she's on one side of the room, I'm on the other, and there's the, the wall kind of juts out, so I'm kind of hidden. And I can, my desk is shoved back there, and I have my MacBook Pro on a little uh, laptop stand, and I have a cinema display to my right. Um, so typically, I'll leave like my email or like whatever supplemental documents I need um, that I'm editing with over on my laptop, which is on my left, and then I'll turn to my right and be editing off of the cinema display. Now, here's a question: Do you edit with? Mouse or Wacom? Um, trackpad. Trackpad. Okay. Trackpad. Because I saw a picture. I I use a Wacom tablet, and uh, I've got a. This is kind of very similar to you. you um, forgive the crudeness for a second, but <laughs> it's me. Um, it, you know how it's becoming kind of a popular topic of debate uh, over you know, in recent years. How one wipes his or her his or her ass. When you're in the bathroom, whether you sit or you stand, it's kind of got people divided. That's and you, you, Josh, may not have gotten into this debate, and man, we're going to get into this debate eventually. Um, but uh, it's got people divided whether you do things one way or the other. People on either side just can't imagine for the life of them why why do it any differently. Um, so I have a certain way that I've got my keyboard and Wacom positioned, where mm -hmm. uh, I predominantly use the keyboard for when I'm editing. I'm a shortcut nut. 
and uh, the Wacom is over here. So I've, I've, yeah, I've got my hand position down pat. And then I saw this picture tweeted the other day of this guy who has the Wacom positioned in front of the keyboard. So, so stacked the opposite way instead of left, right. It's uh, in front of him is the Wacom and then just over the Wacom is the keyboard. And I just couldn't wrap my mind around that. So I have gotten into, I, I, I think this is a terrible habit. Uh, it, it's probably just a habit, but um, so uh, I have a regular keyboard uh, and you know the colorful editing keyboards um, and that's in front of my cinema display. And I keep my right hand on that and I keep my left hand on my laptop on the, um, on the keyboard. Hmm. So like I'm looking over my right shoulder and my right hand is on the keyboard and my left hand is back over on the laptop. And I, I do that because I like having the, the trackpad right at my thumb. Hmm. Interesting. So, uh, it, it's kind of like I have the benefits of the, the keyboard with the trackpad in front of me. Um, but I'm using a cinema display. Hmm. Yeah. So which, uh, between your, because you have a home and uh, office office, uh, so you've got one at home and one at uh, your place of work, which do you find more comfortable at? Which are you more productive in? I would say and definitely at home. Uh, well, it, it, it's, it's quieter. Um, I mean, I got Peyton, the dog, uh, and my wife usually leaves me alone when I'm working, so that's nice. And I don't usually keep email up or anything, so I can just sit down and work, which is nice. But when I'm at work, um, then, you know, I have email up, I'm sharing a room, people are walking by, you know, it's nice to be popular, and people come talk to you, but then I want to get up and go get coffee. So actually, I, I'm a lot more productive at home. I had my mic on mute. That's really weird. I put my mic on mute when I go to drink so that you don't hear me slurping. And I'm actually very, usually very, uh, very careful. This is why whenever you see me doing this, I dip my head down just to see if the light's blinking. That means it's on mute. So I, I check to make sure. It was bound to happen eventually. I completely forgot. So, it happened. So, uh, anyways, what I was saying is, uh, <laughs> yeah, on some contract jobs, I've had a a temporary office at someone else's building, so it's kind of like having an office office, and I usually just don't feel as comfortable there. I often feel like I, yeah, I get more work done here. A because it's private. B because it's much more casual. You know, I can wear whatever I I, I don't have to be uh, be concerned with what i'm wearing or how i'm sitting if i'm gonna i i make the rules here if i want to have food at my desk i can if i you know i if uh, also uh one of the downsides of uh having an, a, an office somewhere else in particular when i went to go work in the ministry they don't have you know, they have their internet restricted so yeah i've never never had that yeah i work at, so, I work at a startup i can <laughs> you know, pretty much surf the internet wherever I want. So that was always a problem for me because I, if I, you know, if you're working and you have to troubleshoot something or if there's a resource you need to take advantage of, like, oh, I need to go download something or I need to check something, uh, 
you know, you don't have easy access to it. So that's another thing. Hmm. So do you, do you eat at your desk often? I very carefully, and I have a separate, I have an arrangement I stick to whenever I do eat at the desk where everything gets pushed away. So it's very careful. Um, uh, at my work <laughs> desk, I will snack, but it's like off, like way off to the side. Like I have a, this little uh, drawer thing and I'll, you know, eat crackers or whatever just over there, nowhere near the keyboard. So um, I'm imagining you like shrink wrapping everything before you even get food out and you have like a protective you have protective gear on. And it's it's very if you drop a crumb on the desk. Everything not goes quite, into lockdown. Not quite that bad, but uh, <laughs> okay. So, uh, place I used to work, um, a nonprofit. Uh, I went back a few months later um, just to help out the the editor who took my position, and she had rearranged my room. And um, I'm getting sidetracked even on this story. That sidetracked the other story. Um, <laughs> we'll link it in the show notes. I wrote a post about it on Screenlight. It's actually probably the my favorite post I've ever written anywhere about anything. Um, it's just like <laughs> a romanticized view of my edit bay. Um, so anyway, after I left, a couple months later, come back. How about the new editor? And everything's rearranged. Kind of made me sad. But also, it, it was kind of good because it didn't look like it anymore. And we were probably there, I don't know, 45 minutes and she spilt her coffee all over the keyboard. Oh, boy. And I was like, I went four years without spilling anything in this room. Like, how did you do this? <laughs> how, what was her reaction? Was she, like, fear of God, pale in the face? Uh, not, not so fear of God, just, you know, oh, shoot, let's clean this up. And, you know, <laughs> I'm having a panic attack. Uh, see, yeah, that's it's that's one thing. If if it's your workstation and you make the spill, that's one thing. If it's someone else, like if I spill something, oh, big deal. Okay, I'll clean it up. If someone else were to come in here, if a client comes in and spills something, okay, I'm just gonna backhand you. Right, that's. Um, I did. Sorry, I did. I did neglect one very important part of my arrangement. And uh, usually, when I move my edit suite to set. It's something that goes with me all the time. I have an editing assistant, if you will, a travel companion. He's always been on my desk everywhere I go. It's my rubber ducky. <laughs> and this guy has been on every single... Uh, he's been with me on my very first job, and he goes with me. He sits on my monitor everywhere I go. So whenever I have my edit suite set up, I have my tower, uh, speakers, monitor set up. The final touch is... He goes on top of my monitor, and I'm, then I'm able to work. And I have a wooden hippo. Oh, awesome! <laughs> uh, he, he's, a, he's a new addition. I got him back in uh, Japan, which I talked about earlier. Nice. Yeah, so he, he stays with me. Um, yeah, that's, that's the only real, like, token that I keep on my desk. <laughs> so, what, uh, while you're working, like, do you... I know that you know, things are really important to some editors, like lighting, uh, you know, the color of the walls, that sort of thing. Uh, are you very particular about that sort of thing when, when you get down to editing? I'm kind of over it now. Um, back when I used to have, you know, the, the edit bay that, you know, 
um, that I left that I wrote about and she spilled coffee everywhere. Um, that mean that was a, a, a essentially near perfect edit bay, not near perfect, but it, it was good. It was suitable, professional. It had, you know, you know, track lights and, you know, neutral gray walls and a door and I had, you know, nice Ooh, door. Speakers. Fancy. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. A wooden <laughs> door that I can just be, you know, secluded from the outside world. Um, but then when I moved over to startup world, um, before I moved into the office I'm in now, I was in the middle of middle of a room with everyone else. And yeah, that that that's kind of terrible environment to edit in. But, you know, I, yeah. I was able to do that for a year and a half, you know, until I moved into the edit bay that I'm in now. So kind of get over the, the whole I need this sort of lighting and this color walls uh, and all that. Um, you know, having a comfortable temperature, uh, I do enjoy that. So I have a little mm. space heater, you know, under my feet right now because I'm in the basement and get a little cold down here um, at work. Gets a little warm, so I have a fan in there. Ooh, let me let me tell you when uh, when I'm on set. Just recently, when I was on set, uh, I was in Hamilton, and the place that we were at, giant warehouse used for many studios, uh, or many many sets were being built. Uh, it had plenty of space, uh, and uh, you know. At its, at its hottest, it was bloody hot. And like no AC going on or anything like that. So uh, at, time, at, at at its best, it was mildly uncomfortable for heat. So for the rest of the crew, they're all sweating their asses off because they're building a set and they're filming. They're dragging the camera around. They've got way more to do. Uh, I just have to sit at a desk. And uh, actually, the uh, one of the producers went out and bought a bunch of... Uh, uh, standing fans, floor fans, and he came over to my desk to give me one, and I declined uh, because of how I thought it was going to look. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't want. I really didn't want to appear to the crew like I was getting pampered at all. Like I get a fan and they don't. So hmm. I said no. I I I'm totally okay with sweating. Sweating's my thing, you know. So away with you. Um, and uh, even though to other people they may look and see like, oh, Nick, he gets to sit all day. He just has to sit and edit. Like, you know, he's not like us. He's not very active with the with the job. You and me, and hopefully the rest of our listeners know that's not the case. That is definitely not yeah. the case. But it wasn't a fight I was going to pick. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So you never described your home office. No, which really is the only office I really have. But. Uh, yeah, well, actually, for a time, for about uh, six or seven years, my office was a stone's throw away from where I'm living right now, it, but it was still considered an office. It was in a studio space, and uh, actually, in that studio space, I moved around quite a bit because we started off very similar to what you described with your startup situation, it, you know, in one large room, sharing the space with three, four, five, six other people, and that was not very conducive to editing. Fancy that. So I, over the course of a few years, I would I would move, and I started to move further and further away from everyone until I was in the next room. And so eventually, I did get my own room, and people thought, you know, I'm being antisocial or I'm I'm alone in there. And I thought, oh, I can be social, open the door, come and visit you guys, and when I want, yeah, 
close the door and block you out and just work. And that was, for a time, it was good. Uh, and uh, now I've moved my, my office home. So now uh, the largest room in my apartment is my office. Because, let's face it, that's, that's the room that I value the most. I spend the most time in it. So it's got to be the biggest room. And uh, every once in a while, I just try to, I, I, yeah, I, I kind of get bored. So I kind of reconfigure things. I go through the spring cleaning mode for, for a day. I'll power everything down, clear everything out, clean, and then rearrange things in a new way. So before, my desk was like right up against the wall. So like, you know, it kind of closed me off. So my back was against the wall. And for a while, it was, it was uncomfortable. So I was just too lazy to, to change it, I guess. But now that I've to, I had to move my suite back in, uh, I took the opportunity to rearrange. So now, you know, Josh, you can see like I've, I've got nothing but empty space behind me. It's great. I can get up. I can walk around, stretch. I've got the guitar over here. I can pick it up and I can do a little bit of strumming to, you know, just yeah, as a bit of a break. It's a lot more open, I feel. I like it. Un until we started this uh, Skype chat, I had only ever seen Nick uh, just in front of a plain, like dark colored wall. And I, you know, I had no idea, you know, where he lives. Uh, you know, I know like next to nothing about Canada. So uh, for all I know, <laughs> he lived like in a 400 foot, you know, black cell. Um, but now uh, you turn the camera yeah. around and uh, yeah, there, there's, you know, yeah. walls and, and I see a chair. <laughs> Yeah, there's a life. There's, there's 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 space behind here. Yeah, I'm not just in a jail cell. So yeah, I I thought the arrangement that I had before was gonna be was gonna work. It eh, it didn't. So now it's now it's changed. And it's this is this works a lot better for having clients over. Uh, so yeah, it, it really does work. Um, so uh, you, music. Do you play while you edit or no? Uh, pretty much whenever I'm not doing audio editing or trying to like time something out mm -hmm. i have some music on what sort of music uh it what, really what, depends what gets you in the mood it depends on my mood and if i'm trying to wake up or what i'm doing if it's monotonous or if i'm passionate about it uh those sorts of things so like if it's a monotonous task like if i'm relabeling a bunch of files or you know something you know uh, simple like that. I'm going to put on something that's very upbeat to keep me going, uh, like Glitch Mob or, you know, that, that Ooh, glitch techno, yeah. you know, that stuff. But, uh, I mean, most of the day I'm listening to, like, uh, I think people call it new grass, so, like, new bluegrass, not, like, you know, mm -hmm. old, uh, old bluegrass. Um, so... That's a lot of the day, or like chill, like Bon Iver. That might sound lame, but you know, I, I enjoy that kind of stuff. So I have, I have a whole, you know, folder of YouTube videos already uh, bookmarked and just ready to go one after another. Hmm. Very cool. Hmm. Um, likewise, whenever I'm not doing something that uh, that requires me to listen to the audio, so when I'm doing. The monotonous tasks for uh you know even as you know, if i'm editing i need a temp track because i you know i i, I edit uh, 
you know cinematic scenes a lot so i need a temp track underneath to kind of to set the pace of the scene more you know most of the time um but it's usually some epic film score i usually youtube epic music playlist and and uh there's a series of playlists that are like six hours long of just endless epic music i i definitely have those bookmarked as well yeah yeah it's either that or Glitch Mob is another good, yeah, that's one that I listen to as well. Or something that's going to get me up and dancing. So I've got a few select tracks that if I need to get up for a dance break or I need to you know, get the blood pumping again, then uh, yeah, I've got some some pop music that uh, I blare to uh, to the, the, uh, the cheer of my neighbors, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, turn on, I'll turn on Pandora sometimes. Uh, but I mean, Pandora, I get an advertisement every other song, it feels like. So like whenever they start doing that to me, I'm like, OK, I'm switching back to YouTube. Uh, so I have my Mumford and Sons station and uh, Thomas Newman, the the composer. He's one of my other go to stations. Aha. Hans Zimmer is one of my uh, this, yes. the, the Man of Steel soundtrack is one of my is my favorite currently. That really gets me. Yeah. Wants me to, you know, wants me to take off and fly. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, well, what else is? Uh, I guess that's that's really kind of like, yeah. I'm not very particular necessarily about uh, about uh, yeah my my workstation, and it kind of fluctuates between completely messy, and then I'll go through a blitz clean, and keep every you know organize everything. Like right now, it's so very neat and tidy, and there's you can actually see the desk space. Uh, give me a week or two, and that'll all change. And I, so, like my thing right now, like I can't justify to myself to like clean for an hour when I could do, I could you know write a post or do something else or make a product. I'm like, why am I gonna clean? I'll just do that. And most of the times, I end up not doing anything, but. <laughs> I push, yeah. Every once in a while, I do. I find the value in, in every once in a while, just cleaning, rearranging, resetting everything to a neutral point, because it's time well spent. Because then, when I sit down, I'm not stressed about how messy everything is. I'm ready to work, and everything is just a little bit more. Yeah, it's uh, my time is a little bit more efficient then. I find. Yeah. It, it it's like just like meditating like to me like yeah i know that like i don't have to do it but if i did it i'm gonna <laughs> feel better do you meditate uh yeah we, we talked about this on the very first episode uh ah. i try i try and do a few times a week uh i have the headspace app uh That's which right. i love yeah. uh but i'm i'm kind of at the tail end of i think it's the creativity package mm-hmm and I accidentally set it to, because you can choose 10, 15, or 20 minutes when you start a new pack. Mm-hmm. And I set it to 20 minutes like a dummy. And now I just, like, can't can't find, like, 20 minutes to sit down and do it. When if I did, like, 10 minutes, okay, I'm going to find 10 minutes. But when's like la- when's minutes, last time you did it? Uh, before vacation. So I, I'm Ooh. long overdue. Like, I keep trying to wake up early. But, you know, when you get up at 5.15, there's only so much earlier you can get up. By the way, I thank you for reminding me. This is a very proud point for me to bring up. 
But uh, during production, what I was worried about was uh, uh, the past two weeks being on set and being out of town. It was going to really upset my fitness regime, I guess. Is that the right word to use for it? I don't know. Moving on. Sure. Uh, I was really concerned about, uh, will I have time? This is my first time being on set and trying to balance that, uh, trying to balance that time uh, spent during the day with uh, time spent either running or cycling or getting to the gym or, you know, doing something, keeping up with that. Because uh, I am on a bit of a training program towards uh, Tough Mudder in August and I don't want to fall behind. And so this was a big test for me. So didn't end up being able to get to the gym at all, ever. Uh, it was too far away, couldn't switch my membership over, that sort of thing. So complications arose. But I managed to fit in time every single morning to wake up and go for a run. All right. And that sometimes up to an hour. I was up to, uh, I was running on some days up to 10K. Nice. Before, yeah, before getting home, showering, eating, getting to set and working. And uh, there was one guy who, uh, he was the gaffer on this production, and he was also as interested in fitness as I was as, as, in maintaining his fitness level. And he always said, yeah, I'm going to join you in the morning. Some nights you get off work and, it, you know, you stay up with the crew and, oh, it, oh crap, now we have, you know, call is in six hours. We don't have time. Uh, I always made time. I, I always, I sacrificed a little bit of sleep so I could get up, go for my run and fit that in so that I was ready for the day. And uh, I always felt better for, the, for it. All right. Well, congratulations. Uh, pat yourself on the back. And it, it wasn't so much like, not so much like a pat on the back thing, but it is, it's a, it is possible to do that. Yeah, it, it definitely is. It's definitely um, possible. So the people who say like, oh, I just don't have time. No, not true. You can make time. It's, oh, you, it, you definitely can make time. And yeah, I know I'm, I'm making an excuse about not being able to wake up early. Um, I know it's an excuse. I know I can get up earlier, but I'm just not making it a priority. And I know that's a problem, but I've been kind of okay with it for the time being. But I know when stuff starts getting out of whack and I need to make meditation or whatever it is a priority, I'm confident that I can do that. Mm -hmm. And actually there was something interesting that we had going on set for a while towards the last couple of days uh there was a gentleman who uh he was the uh, the first a camera operator who also was a larper fighter a what a larper fighter do you know what larping is no idea larp is live action role playing so uh there was a movie that came out some years ago role models that that uh yes that, yes, yes, that yes, yes, yes. is larping so okay. it's 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 a pretend game. So imagine you pretend you are this fantasy character with a backstory, and you have weapons, and you you have a particular fighting skill, and that sort of thing. And you engage in uh, LARPing is kind of a mix of story and action. So there's some depending on how you play it, there's some acting involved, and there's some actual fighting. And so mm. this guy was obviously more fighter than actor. Uh, it's very real fighting. You engage in it. You know, you have your foam bat, you know, your foam sword and shield and whatnot. Um, but anyways, he brought all this stuff to set. He brought extra swords and spears and shields and stuff like that. And uh, so even in this hot building where everybody's just sweating their arses off, uh, after lunch, 
you know, that time when people start to get a little bit sluggish and energy starts to dip right before you go back to set. He had the idea that he would bring all bring out all this stuff and we would all just mass fight. And we would have like two-on-two team matches, we'd have free-for-alls, and people got into it, and we just sweat up a store. Like it was probably the last activity that people really wanted to do, but because it also tired you out. But by the end of it, we were all ready to go back to set. We were like energy levels were up and we're feeling good and ultimately made the days better. So hmm. it was a great idea, and I was all for that. And actually, I'm, I'm missing that today. <laughs> oh. I well, wanna... Maybe you can find a, a Guelph LARP yeah. club or something. <laughs> There's got to be a fight club around here somewhere. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I know you have a phone call, and I think we've had a, we've had a darn good episode. Yeah, this has been solid. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. No, no rust after three weeks. Ah, we're we're naturals. We got we got this down, man. This is good. Yeah, I think so. So thank you guys for tuning in and uh, plugging us into your ears, pressing play, subscribing, all that good stuff. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, like we said, this pro- this podcast couldn't uh, couldn't be made uh, without you, or it could, but it just wouldn't be a very good one. So uh, we really appreciate that you listen to us. If you really want to help the podcast out, what we would really love is if A, you uh, could subscribe to us on iTunes, B, leave us an iTunes review. That helps the show get more exposure and also uh, gives us some feel-good feelings in the pit of our stomach when we hear some some good criticism from you. And uh, also C, help spread the love. Send a, post a link to the podcast. Uh, you can head on over to commandeditpodcast.com uh, and uh, uh, click on blog, click on this particular, uh, the, the link for this episode, and spread it around for us over Twitter, over Facebook. If you've got a friend who's an editor interested in post-production, learning how to become a better, happier, happier editor, uh, send the link over to them. We would really appreciate that. Uh, I think Nick nailed it. So, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Everyone I mentioned earlier, Jacqueline, Michael, Rachel, Premier Bro, Aaron, uh, thank you and thank you, everybody else. And Jesse, you should be following us by now. Come on, man. It's been like 45 <laughs> minutes since we talked about you. Awesome. Uh, so, uh, yeah, thank you guys once again, and uh, we'll see you next time. See ya. Done deal. I liked I liked our our simultaneous head nod. <laughs>